Hey everybody, welcome to Save Your Sorry, the podcast where we talk about the rise and fall of your favorite or rather least favorite celebrities. I am your host, Katrina Rochelle, here with my best friend and co-host. And um, today, Jose is going to be taking over and telling us about somebody or something, correct? Correct. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. (laughs) (laughs) Today, we're talking about Shane Dawson. Oh, this is fucking hilarious. (laughs) Shane Dawson? Shane That's Dawson. That's what you're going to do? Yep. Okay. <laughs> Shane Dawson is a YouTuber, and he is one of the first ever to rise to fame on YouTube. One of those pioneers. hmm And honestly, I just don't get it. Bro. But when I tell you people's, co- quote-unquote, comedy, um, uh, Taste, comedic taste were bottom of the barrel back then. Makes no sense. Yeah, I I guess his his content now has improved more, but his early days, I, I really don't get it. And his early days is what cemented him. Yeah. We I, I'm sure you're gonna get into some of it, but yeah, it was horrifyingly terrible uh upon a backwards glance, but even a f- even even then, I, I still I still don't know how that. Well, of course we know he was white. I still it, it's still crazy he got away with that. That shit was <laughs> not only not funny, but I mean, if you're gonna do racist comedy, it should at least be funny. Yeah. So by the sounds of it, I guess I can determine your answer. But were you ever a fan, or are you still a fan of Shane Dawson's? To be um, honest, okay. I, I can be honest. Um, I was never a fan of Shane Dawson but how I found out about him is like I knew he was one of the big YouTubers but that one channel became real popular the um the react channel the YouTubers react to this or the kids and the elderly react to this that channel is what really put me up to Shane Dawson and some of the other bigger YouTube celebrities that I was curious enough to check out his content when he was actually in a different phase of his career, um, when he was doing the a lot of the collaborations and he was doing a lot of food videos. And, oh. I was just, and that's when I was kind of more introduced into Shane. And then um, when I found out about him working with um, Jeffree Star and all that, and um, then, then that whole, his past about the racial comedy and all the other weird stuff he did. I was like, well, yeah, you're not even that interesting to still look up. So I, I kind of <laughs> got over it. Yeah, I guess I never really heard about him or paid attention to him until this last scandal. When mm-hmm, he quote unquote got canceled. That shit blew up. <laughs> so let's get into it. Shane Dawson was born Shane Lee Yaw, and he would later go by Dawson. I saw he got his name for his love of the character Jack Dawson in the movie Titanic. How fucking dare he ruin that movie for me? <laughs> love Titanic. Shane was born July 19th, 1988, making him a cancer. And he has two older brothers, Jacob and Jared. Jared has appeared in a multitude of Shane's videos and even has has his own YouTube channel. And Jacob is more absent. I don't know if that's deliberate or maybe he just doesn't want to be in the spotlight. I read one of Shane's books 
titled I Hate My Selfie. And oh it my seems gosh. how's your eyes? <laughs> it it was it was cheesy, but it seems in there he only has one brother, like how he writes about it. He makes it seem like he only has one brother. And in his videos that I did watch, he just shows one brother, so I don't know if mm-hmm. there's more there, but maybe he's just closer to one, maybe I don't know why he's like the other one's not in the spotlight. Maybe he just doesn't want to be. Maybe they don't have a good relationship, period. Yeah, I mean, that could be it. But honestly, right now, it's just speculation on my part. Shane and his brothers grew up with his mom after her and his dad divorced when Shane was around nine years old. And Shane has described his father as an alcoholic and that pretty much after he left, they were estranged. I know there's been some efforts of reconciliation. I don't know if they are talking right now or not. Growing up, Shane got made fun of a lot for being overweight. In high school, he was over 300 pounds. I saw an interview he did on H3. He was nearing 400 pounds at one point. Mm. And Shane has been very open about his struggles with his weight and dealing with body dysmorphia. After graduating high school, Shane is able to lose more than 150 pounds in less than a year. Which is kind of impressive. I don't think he was doing it the right way. But I was I mean, like, damn, that's, that's that's a lot of weight in a short amount of time. Yeah, he mentioned in his book I hate my selfie. I hate my selfie. <laughs> There's another one, but I didn't want to read the other one. That he actually ended up going to the hospital for dehydration because he wasn't eating right and he was like addicted i think he said to splenda packets and he would just like drink that all day like tea with splenda mm, yeah i i've never wanted to be skinny that bad <laughs> <laughs> and after high school he loses the weight he gets a haircut and the stylist straightens his hair which leaves him with this emo looking haircut oh my gosh <laughs> And that was very in at the time. Too in. Yeah. I, wanna, this... I want you to have bangs, kind of, all around your head. And I don't want to see your eyes. <laughs> I can't really not shade for it because I feel like everyone had it. I also don't kind of want to see your ears either. Yeah. Like Big Mob. Yeah. Uh-huh. Around this time, Shane starts posting to YouTube. But at this point, it's the very early days of YouTube. There's no getting paid for it on there. Mm-hmm. He writes in his book, I Hate My Selfie. And I'm not sure how much of this is real. Some of it just reads as a joke, but you never know what Shane. Shane writes that he was at the mall buying clothes because he had gotten too small for his old clothes. And some lady comes up to him and compliments his eyes. And says he's going to be a star in Hollywood. She gives him a card and tells him he should audition. So Shane goes to the auditions, but when he gets there, he just sees like these regular, regular people. He describes one girl and he calls her Vomit Girl. He says Vomit Girl claimed a lady came up to her and told her she was prettier than Hannah Montana. And this is a direct quote from him. The girl had a lazy eye and some kind of skin disease that made her look slightly reptilian. So this bitch was like, um, I'm going to be a star because that lady said so. And then comes up to the audition is like, ew, regular people. <laughs> regular yes. or I guess in his mind, ugly people too. Ugly people that I'm going to point out and make fun of them for things, despite my 
glaring insecurities. <laughs> so already he's thinking something is fishy, but he does his audition and out of the 30 people, 10 are selected and he is one of them. Oh my gosh. They must have saw he was a sucker. What's what's this audition about? I'm scared. <laughs> so Shane gets called back into the office and they have a conversation that ends with he is going to be a big Hollywood star, but not yet. He needs to take some classes first. And <laughs> it's gonna cost Yeah, these classes are going to be three thousand dollars. Oh my gosh, not three thousand dollars. And Shane didn't have the money, but he begs his mom for the money and she gives it to him with the help of his grandma. He says they all pretty much knew it was a scam, but he was desperate enough and his mom wanted to believe in his dreams. What? Yeah. <laughs> kind of sad. It's, no. This, yeah, sad. Oh, sorry. I, I got this goddamn cat. I got a new cat. It's a kitten. This bitch is um, curious. <laughs> curious <laughs> as a cat. <laughs> um, But anyway... So if you hear anything on my end, that's exactly what it is. Or if you hear me saying, ouch, it's because I'm getting clawed. But um, no, that's also plain just stupid. Like, I get it. Oh, you want to be a great parent, a great support system? You know it's a scam, but you want to su support his dreams. That's not the same thing. You're wasting money. If you want to support your dreams, why don't you try to actually get into some legitimate acting classes? Not give this weird person who finessed your son three thousand dollars. Yeah, <laughs> maybe a waiter calls what he needed at that point. I know, I know it's a scam, but I I could fall into their scam so good that they're gonna be like, oh my gosh, he's such a great actor, and I'll still get the part, mom. And honestly, this has come up a few times in our different stories of like people being discovered or fake discovered at the mall. Mm -hmm. I wonder how common that is. Like, I don't feel like it happens anymore, but I know when we were growing up, it happened. And I feel like it was in TV shows. Like, Yeah, they said that was... shit all the time on TV. And then people started to believe it so much that all of these shady ass people started rubbing their hands together and said, Mall, you say? <laughs> yeah, if there's any listeners out there, like, if you have a mall experience, let us know if you were kind of recruited like this. But if it's too dark, don't let us know. Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> when he starts the class, he realizes a lot of the people that got turned away are there. And they tell him they got a call after they left to come back. And so he's even more starting to think it's a scam because these people mm -hmm. that were turned away are there now. Yeah, because they need paying customers. It don't even matter. Yeah, I think the initial let's send these people home thing makes you try to think it's real, and then they they call them to come back, so that it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Do you and want it enough? You, you, I told you no, and you left. And that's when I knew you weren't serious. But I was going to give you a second chance if you give me $5,000. <laughs> I think it said in the book, he said one of the people told him they did it. They told them it was to, like, give them thick skin. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> After a day of classes, a woman who is there to help them says his email haircut is not in style. And he knew that was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> and that that's when he knew for sure this was a scam. <laughs> this scammy ass bitch doesn't even know the goddamn trends. 
<laughs> Get the hell out of here. Jay Biebs has this haircut. Not in style, my ass. <laughs> so he ends up going to the main day's office and demanding his money back. And he gets the money back. But when he leaves, he tells everyone it's a scam. But none of them cared or believed him. And a year later, he says the Acting Academy went out of business from all the lawsuits of former students. Mm. At least I you got this, your money back. If it, yeah, if I this think the really story happened. is true that he was scammed. I don't think the ending of him yelling and storming out is real. It just didn't read real to me, that part. I mean, this is the person who said, it's, it could be a scam, but I'm just so desperate. Yeah. This is the same person who just grew brass balls and just said, fuck out of here with the scammy. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's a fucking scam. They said my Belieber haircut was not in. Can you fucking believe that bitch? Ugh. September 2008 is when Shane really blows up. His first YouTube channel does sketch comedy and parody music videos. His second YouTube channel, Shane Dawson TV, does pretty much the same, but longer form of sketch comedy. And now Shane's most popular character was a character that he called Shanene. Oh my gosh, was this a well-to-do white woman in a <laughs> suburb? No. While he did not do blackface as the character Shanene, he wrote her as a black caricature. Are you sure he didn't do blackface? Not as Shanene. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> well, excuse me. He had somebody cross the line even more than somebody didn't. I didn't know. Okay, keep going. And he used the N-word very frequently. In other sketches, he would use blackface and talk <sighs> about black people that appeared in his shows as if they were dumb or disgusting. <clears throat> and Shane has now gone through great lengths to sponge all these early sketches from the internet. So you do just see like these 30-second clips of him saying the N-word or in blackface. I don't know how frequent it was, but it was a, it was pretty free, frequent, and Shane would later apologize and say he did blackface a lot. And a lot. This, <laughs> and a he, lot. Left them, he left them videos up for a long time. A very I, long time, which I'll tell you only, when he takes them off. You said you're going to tell us when? Yeah, when we get there. And at this point, Shane is 20 years old, and it was 2008. Should he have known better? Yes. <laughs> I agree. I feel like a lot of the people that come to his defense try to say it was a different time. He was young, but 20 is not that young, and 2008 was not that long ago. And can we stop saying different time for hella racist shit? Yeah. The, min the minstrel shows were a long ass, well, in relative terms, not that long ago, but a long ass time ago, and we know that that shit was wrong. It, it was bad. It was in poor, racist taste, where you're showing black people as characters, caricatures. Um, you're depicting us as animals. You're not showing us as humans, and you're just making up a whole bunch of shit about us that it gives the appearance that we're terrible, lazy, worthless people, and that's the joke. Yeah, that's so, that's uh, the just, whole joke. Yeah, it, it doesn't make it doesn't matter what year it was. It was poor taste. It doesn't matter how old you are because you're you're taught these things. He was over eighteen, and even if he wasn't, I mean, about sixteen, I still I still say shame. Fuck that, because sixteen, you might not know the whole scope of the world, but you definitely know the boundaries of what's wrong and right, and when you're stepping over a line. And this man was twenty years old. That's why when 
right here, Hishinene was his biggest character for a while. That's why I'm trying to understand why is this, why did this get him so famous? White people eat that type of shit up. Just, uh, just white people. I was about to say something worse, but I held, I held him back. So I was gonna say that. Okay. But also, you got these poor ass fucking trying to fall in line and laugh at the joke of people of color. Like, oh, yeah, no, it's not offensive. <laughs> I thought it was funny. And I'm a black man. I'm a black woman. He I'm does have a black woman who appears in a lot of his sketches. And, and I know she want to shave her face off because I'd <laughs> I, be embarrassed. I feel like a lot of people did use her to justify, oh, it's okay. She's there. She's laughing. Yeah. The Negro is laughing. The Negro is laughing. It must be okay. He got one of the slave stamp approvals. Yeah, and honestly, I don't know what to put in here, like, as an example. You can just go and find a clip, because it's really just him giving horrible caricatures and saying things, saying the N-word over and over again, calling black people monkeys, that type of thing. Yeah, I never really, I'm I'm glad I never came across, well, maybe he needed to be, I don't even know, because he had a whole bunch of eyes on him and he became popular. But I'm just glad me personally, for my own personal well-being and mindset, I never came across this man during his, his hardcore racist phase, because <laughs> that's exactly what that was. In 2009, Shane is working at Jenny Trade. And he has been working there for three years. And while there, he makes a blog reading the Valerie Bertinelli book mm -hmm. called Losing It. Valerie, at the time, was a Jenny Trade spokesperson. And in this vlog, six other people appear in the video. And they are just reading it word for word. And it's her memoir. So some parts are sexual. And he just thinks it's funny because he has to give this book to his, like, 80-year-old clients. The rest of the eight-minute video is him showing around the office and jokingly dancing on a pole. And it ends with him leaving the office, getting his eyebrows threaded, and getting some volume taking off his hair. Because in his words, he has black people hair. Well. That's... Jesus Christ, bruh. This like little vlog gets him and six other workers who appeared in the video fired. Two of those people were his mom and his brother. See? Well, oh, well, here's the thing. And what year was this? 2009. Ah, it was a different time. Jenny Craig knew that shit was wrong. At I, least part of what he was doing, but it probably mostly involved just him involving his job, but still. Yeah, I don't think they... <laughs> I the point is, really is that if he did a Jenny moment. Craig video where he was all smiles and he wasn't being a terrible fucking person talking about Valerie Bertinelli or his black people hair or um, his old ass, big ass clients, I, I bet he wouldn't have been fired. <laughs> After this, he becomes a security guard at an aquarium, but that was short lived because the fish kept was... escaping because they could overpower him. <laughs> no, because he has able to afford to quit with just YouTube. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> And I really think it has to be like the times. Like 2008, emo was full force. He had the emo cut. He's doing what people called edgy humor when it's just racist. 
Yeah, and I ain't gonna lie. I didn't have a lot of emo friends in middle school and high school because I did kind of think some of them were racist. <laughs> and and, and I, I grew up to learn that I wasn't half wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and he really reminded me of someone else we covered, Onision. Oh yeah, they 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 don't follow each other. They don't mirror each other exactly, but they definitely have um, some commonalities. I think at this early stages, they definitely do. They're doing the sketches. They have the mm -hmm. emo cut. They're edgy humor. Big eyes. Yeah, the only difference is I feel Shane was able to reinvent himself, and Onision was not, and that's why Shane has had the longer career. Around this time, at 21, Shane also has his first kiss and gets into a relationship for the first time. One was famously with YouTuber Lisa Schwartz, mm -hmm. and then they split in 2014. So they, they were together for a while. Bro, that relationship is so cringy looking back. <laughs> now, hey, y'all can feel how I want, how y'all feel about this, but I knew was not all in on that relationship, but I was like, you know, get a man some time to figure out how he feels because this ain't translating well on video. And yeah. they, did, they did this cringy ass, like, we broke up video where they're both fucking crying. We love each other so much. He just, just a better. Oh my gosh, I hate it when people did that. Like, just tell us we you broke up. Why do y'all have to turn on the camera and y'all fucking teary, teary and red-eyed looking like you got allergies for views? I think once you start vlogging, like everything you do is for the camera. Yeah, that would scare the hell out of me if I started talking like I was on camera all the time. Like I didn't even put this in here, but in his book, and you can find it out there, he like vlogged when his grandma was dying, like in the hospital bed. <laughs> That's just, you gotta break with reality, bro. That's crazy. I yeah, don't even I, feel bad for laughing because he did it. <laughs> I didn't do it. I mean, it was, it was a sad moment, but like. No, it's not. That is, that is a psychotic moment. It, it Yeah, like it's Your sad because you know. Your grandma did not ask for her dying days to be captured on video for your punk ass, trash ass, sad ass, racist audience. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's bizarre to me, like how you, you kind of lose sight of things. Like, you know, you need to go out and- Touch put, some grass. Yeah, touch some grass, put the camera down. Like you don't have to vlog everything. Not everything needs to be content. Yeah, that's how you, really lose yourself is you see these numbers and you think you have to do any and everything and keep topping yourself to keep to, to sustain that rise or to keep rising in popularity and eventually whether you realize it or not people, you, you, you're you're doing stuff that is no longer um just socially I've, i would feel socially acceptable yeah 2011, Shane's YouTube channel is the fifth most subscribed on YouTube. That was difficult to say. Want to start again? 
2011, Shane's YouTube channel is the fifth most subscribed on YouTube. Fifth. Like I said, bottom of the barrel standards. <laughs> I, I don't get it. The other people that were on the list, it's I don't PewDiePie. know. No, I don't think PewDiePie was on the list at that time. Oh, even before him and his stuff? Yeah, I, okay. I did not really recognize any of the names that were on the list. Oh, name them. I, I bet you. I don't, I don't have it with me, but <laughs> I'm not a YouTube person, so I mean, it could they could have been, but I don't know. Uh, I'm more of a YouTube YouTuber. person now. I'm diving into it more. I, I, I've always been a, a big YouTube person. I was looking at the recent ones, like who's the top YouTubers now, and they're all children. <laughs> I feel like that's so weird. Um, that's because children are the people on YouTube the most, and there could also be a darker reason, but we're going to yeah. focus on the positives. You know, that one, that one fucking, um, uh, child, whoever does the t toy review, he's a millionaire. Talk about, um, just having the right child at the right time with the right idea. Boy, if I'm your mother... You can stay up as late as you want, baby boy. <laughs> but isn't it kind of sad like they have to work? I mean, all of this has bad undertones. Uh -huh. <laughs> like you're you're selling your childhood. Uh, you're wasting your years, whether or not you get to play afterwards. Everything, uh, not, a lot of what you do is recorded and forever on the internet, never to disappear, no matter how much and how hard you try. Nothing can be scrubbed. It's just, there's all bad things related to... Um, children and showbiz slash youtube but they say we're not going to see the full effects of that until they this generation grows up <laughs> yeah 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 with shane reinventing himself he is now less edgy and always calls himself an empath and he sort of steps away from the sketches and starts doing more of a podcast and documentaries and conspiracy theory videos and haunted videos yep I'm not going to lie. I, 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 I lied. That was the thing that really pulled me in. The The food stuff was like uh, like on the side, but I forgot. It was actually his Mandela effect slash conspiracy videos because he was the person I saw first doing it. And then when I found better people, then I moved on. But yeah, that's what pulled me in. And yeah, he was in a different, uh, he was reinventing himself when he did that stuff. Yeah. And I love a good conspiracy theory. I, I think they kind of gotten away from reality. I like a conspiracy theory that's kind of based in reality a little. Oh, yeah, because people just say everything and anything. Yeah, there's just so much misinformation now with COVID and Democrats drinking blood and stupid stuff like that. That's like, it kind of ruined conspiracy theories for me. Yeah, because everybody, yeah. Yeah, yes, uh, yes, <laughs> it's, yes. it's a big conversation. Yeah. But yeah, Shane does seem to focus more on the lighter ones, for the most part. Not as, he's got some dark ones. He had, does have some dark ones, but the ones he still has up are lighter. <laughs> yeah, because uh -huh. all his dark ones are going to try to tie to all his cancellations. Like, so, hmm, you're talking about that, can that conspiracy theory, and funny enough, you connect to that thread as well. <laughs> so, 2014 is the first time Shane apologizes for his use of blackface. 
he said before this, about once a year, there would be a threat of people calling him racist. And he said he would ignore it until the until this time because he knew he wasn't racist. So why even bother? But he decided to look up what people were saying. And so he decides to address it. And he says he, in his apology video, he deletes some videos and says he wasn't being offensive, but making characters or using bronzer to dress up like a celebrity like Wendy Williams. He pretty much is saying he was just ignorant, but not racist. I do want to point out, this was when his movie Not Cool came out. Like, the reviews were coming out for the movie. And one reviewer was calling the movie racist. And Shane was on the defense saying the only reason they were saying that is because of his past videos. But no, that fucking movie is fucking crazy. (laughs) Disturbingly crazy. Yeah, but that is not what the apology video is about. It's about the claims of racism. And as we can see later, he did not delete all the offensive videos because people find them. A little more about the movie Not Cool. It came out on the show called The Chair on Stars. Mm -hmm. Where two people competed to make two separate films from the same script. And I think that's an interesting idea. But it only lasted for one season. And Shane Dawson was on there. and they they killed it. (laughs) They had the same budget. Shane Dawson ended up winning and out came Not Cool. But the Mm -hmm. other movie was... Holidaysburg, and they decided the winner by audience vote, which Shane might have had the advantage being a popular YouTuber. Exactly. And Shane won $250,000. Uh-huh, that he didn't even need. <laughs> Zachary Quinto, who was the producer, asked his name be taken off of Not Cool. Yep. And I'm just going to paraphrase what he said. He said after watching the movie, he was depressed for a couple of hours and found the movie offensive. He's angry that $850,000 got put into making a movie so offensive. Now, this part is a direct quote. The kid had $850,000, and he managed to... All he managed to do was make smut tasteless. Dang. I did not watch the movie, but I did watch the trailer, and it just looked stupid. And the reviews are not nice. He had... One of the main reasons that people... Well, one of the big reasons... Sorry, my cat is out of control, bro. <laughs> she will not sit down. Okay, one of the uh, reasons that people are calling the film racist and tasteless, among other things, is he has these weird-ass, gross bodily function scenes, one of which is like a um, a homeless black man eating shit. Why? I don't know. It was crazy. Yeah, he addressed that in his apology video that was supposedly not about the not cool movie. He said that they auditioned for a homeless man, did not they did not put color in there, but the man happened to be black and he was the funniest. Like it was the fact that he even did that scene, like he was encouraged to maybe cut that scene. Like in the chair, let's talk about it real quick, and then I'll I'll update it. So the chair of the reality show that's based around the movies that these two people are making, Shane was completely terrible. He was an egomaniac and he was acting like he was more famous and important than he was and that he was making like the next fucking Goodfellas, Goodfellas, the Godfather, Color Purple fucking Jaws. 
he was sitting there. Uh, they were telling him some things that could be offensive, some things that maybe are in poor taste that could be uh, taken out to make the joke funnier, to make the movie more palatable. And Shane was like, no, it's funny. No, it's this, it's that. He wasn't getting a lot of auditions because actors were reading that shitty ass script and they didn't want to be a part of the movie. And he's in a scene talking about uh, people should be fucking uh, basically saying that uh, we're in this fucking town that's not Hollywood. These people around here should be fucking grateful to audition for this movie. And it's a shame that they're not, basically. And it's like, when you're putting out shit, the Meryl Streeps and the Viola Davises do not want to audition for the shit. It doesn't matter if they're fucking in uh, the worst uh, town ever for exposure. It, it was yeah. terrible, honestly. And I, of course, Zachary Quinto uh, took his fucking name off that shit. And of course, Shane won it because he had the massive audience to push it. They didn't, his fan base are so ignorant as well as being so young. They didn't care or look at being good or bad. They were voting for their favorite YouTuber. Yeah, and his fan base are so young. At this time, in his early career, it was like 12 to 14, 12 to 16 year old girls. Mm -hmm. And that is something that I heard as well. And I saw during this research is that they were saying like Shane was a diva. I think even Zachary Quinto said like addressed that and said that he was horrible to the people that was working with him. And Shane was just like, he wasn't even there. How would he know type of thing? So January, 2018, Shane's really big first pedophilia allegations or scandal is probably a better word. No one is coming forward and saying Shane abused them, but mm -hmm. it's Shane's own words on his own podcast. Yep. Shane and friends. And that comes back to bite him. And in 2015, Shane is talking about a 60 year old cheerleader who comes up and asks about his followers. He says he probably can't say this, but he calls the six-year-old sexy. He goes on to say having sex with children or touching children is terrible and you should not do it. But, and this is his quote, but here's my thing. People have foot fetishes. People have fetishes about everything. He goes on to say, quote, why is it that when someone doodles naked baby on the internet and jerks off to it, they can get arrested? I don't understand that. What? Here's the worst part of it. I actually went to Doodle and I did I didn't want to see child pornography, but I was like, let me just pretend like I'm a pedophile for a second. So I type in naked baby. First of all, I don't understand why anyone would be turned on by that, but they were sexy. I'm kidding. So some of the quote I have taken out, and it's just what the other person was responding. And they were just saying, oh my god, you can't say this, you have to go to jail, no, I'm going to act like you didn't say this type of thing. But that was his quote talking about, he doesn't understand why looking at child pornography is illegal. Yeah, like, you know how people say, like, every joke has a little bit of truth in it? Yeah. And I just feel like, first of all, that's a crazy-ass quote-unquote joke because that he is saying he's joking right because if it's not a joke he's really calling these this six-year-old sexy these naked babies sexy and it, it's weird but it's the whole thing of you 
knowing what child pornography is and you actually saying, I don't understand how people could Google this and do this to this and it's considered illegal or wrong or disgusting. And that you did it, which is something I think he said a couple times that he's looked into like naked children. Yeah, and he'll just joke, he'll be like, my worst fear is someone stealing my hard drive and me being arrested for what the police find on there, haha. Or he'll say stuff like that yeah, where it's, it's alluding weird. to having child pornography. I don't know about anybody else, but there's not a lot of child predator comedians. No. It, <laughs> it's, it's not something you build a brand on. It's not, it's not a comedic routine that people go to. So it's it's... It's perplexing that him, his team, his friends would, first of all, continue to let him speak like this. The whole, oh, no, I'm going to pretend you didn't act like this. First of all, it aired. Y'all recorded it. It aired. Y'all edited it in. Yeah, who, on who, your own podcast. Yes. Y'all didn't say, hey, Shane, I get it. You're trying to do this stuff, but you really can't say certain things like that. You really got to watch what you say and it's like they gave him carte blanche to just be this weird ass creepy ass man who says these jokes that are not funny and that perpetuate um a lot of inappropriate bad illegal behavior that's done yeah. to his his uh his fucking demographic his children yes so back to january 2018 a youtuber comes out and posts these clips after re-listening to the podcast and the story takes off from there Shane mm -hmm. says he said it a long time ago and he was just joking and he claims he is not a pedophile. It was a time when he was doing those type of jokes and he no longer does them. He has grown for them. The YouTuber's video does end up being taken down. Hmm. And they release a few more where it makes it like a conspiracy. Shane thinks maybe they were trying to make a satire conspiracy theory like he does. But people took it seriously. And it's a pretty big story, but it does die down. Yeah, because nobody was holding them accountable. Also, I do want to note, Shane Dawson was molested as a child. It is something he has brought up again during these allegations, saying he would never do that. And I'm only bringing it up because part of it is part of the narrative that is going on. I'm not really going to get into it, but people argue... He makes these jokes because he was molested, but people also argue he wouldn't make these jokes because he was molested. And honestly, I don't know if I'm just putting that fact out there. Um, I think that, I mean, first of all, that's terrible if that happened to Shane, of course. I would say that people do, you know, um, make fun of very dark and tragic situations that have happened in their lives as a way to grieve or process these things or as a way to make light of them when they're still dealing with these heavy events going on or that had gone on. So that is true. But I don't usually see people making fun of it from a different person's perspective and not their own. Not saying that it'd be appropriate if he was doing it for himself, but he's making these jokes about other children. And not it, and, and it might be too close to home, but it's just I don't know, I don't know. Either way, yes, I do see that people do jokes uh, to alleviate um, hurt from painful events in their lives, but also some jokes are just in poor taste. 
Yes. So two things can be true again. So again, it it kind of damages his career a little, but the people who are writing for Shane are going to say it was long ago. He's grown from it. He's learned from it. So let's move on. 2019, another scandal comes out, this time pertaining to bestiality. Mm-hmm. September 11, 2015, he is talking about his cat. And when he was 19, he laid his cat on her back, spread her legs open, and humped her. No penetration, but he rubbed his penis on the cat's stomach. He ended up ejaculated on his cat. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. And this is him telling the story. Yeah. So March 17, 2019, when the audio resurfaces, Shane once again starts trending on Twitter with over 224,000 tweets talking about Shane fucked his cat or hashtag Shane Dawson is over party. So Shane tweets out, quote, I didn't fuck my cat. I didn't come on my cat. I didn't put my dick anywhere near my cat. I've never done anything weird with my cats. He goes on to say he was going to stop making apology videos after last time, but he had to address it. And it was a dumb story that he had from a sketch idea and quote, my goal with the podcast and my videos years ago was to tell shocking stories that would make people laugh and scream. Oh my God. No, you didn't. And think I was so crazy. It's embarrassing and I fucking hate myself for it. Now I'm making stuff I love being myself. It feels so much better and I finally feel like I'm putting stuff out into the world that means something. I'm not saying I hate everything I've made over the past years. There's things I'm proud of, but all of my offensive jokes, all of the over the top stories, and insensitive jokes are something that still haunt me and something I have to be faced with every day on the internet, and it never gets easier. It goes on a little longer, but that's the gist of it. He was edgy to be edgy. He was lying about the stories just to try to be over the top. But the last two years, so I guess from 2017, 16-ish, he's changed. And like I said, his content has changed throughout the years. I've heard him say it's been deliberate that his content has changed. Maybe he's growing, maybe he's just growing with growing with the times or going with the times. And maybe it's just like what he finds interesting at the time. Um, I think he saw that the times were changing in YouTube and the edgy shit and the dumb shit weren't working like they used to, and that people were more into storytelling collaborations and food videos he saw the trend and he had the audience to take advantage of it to take them on the wave with them um i don't i don't know i realize that shane is a human so part of me does feel bad for him another part of me does not feel bad at all uh i watched this man on social media for you like you said for the racist things he had that thing that would come up on twitter every year that he was racist and his content was racist and he never took it down until that one year he finally confronted it head on. But he was ignoring it. He was letting people, his fans harass other people and he was hiding it. And then when it came to this, it's, it's just that it's, you get back what you put into the world. I get it. You've, you've changed, you've evolved, but the, these were your actions. These were your words. Uh, of course, the people against you are only going to use this um, when you're when you're down. But you gave them the ammunition. If you since you decided to use hyperbole, this is this is the result of that. Also, no offense, 
I don't see a lot of bestiality comedians around. <laughs> it's just not something you can build a brand around. It's like he he wanted to be a shock jock, a edgy comedian, and there's tons of those out here, but they don't go about it the way he does. It was just something so like I don't know. It's just it was just wasn't right. And everybody's trying to justify it with comedy, <laughs> but it was never funny. It was just weird and um, shocking. So I yeah. get it. You don't want to keep hearing about it, but also this is the internet. And a thing you said, like they were being attacked by other people in the fan base. That is something that people who might've been fans or people who were calling it out were saying that they were being you know, attacked by his fans online saying, you're a liar, you're stupid. Mm -hmm. It was so long ago. Take a joke. It's a joke. You don't know what a joke is. It was, and Shane says he even blocked people and the people who are against him are saying, you know, I would speak out, I'd be blocked. So that's why if you, if you spoke out, you were blocked. And I had a point there. I don't remember it. <laughs> oh, a lot of the people that don't want to forgive Shane that don't see this as something in the past are saying he's not growing. He's wearing a mask. He's doing, he's changing because he has to. He's now this empath mm -hmm. that feels everything, but it's a mask. And I, I don't know you would know that if you don't know Shane personally, because I can't say, Hey, he's faking because he puts this nice guy persona out there. But if you always have to say you're a nice guy, I don't know if you really are a nice guy. I mean, the thing is, is when you have toted yourself as being real and trying to be funny and bring laugh, laughs to your audience uh, throughout your YouTube career, and then you start a pivot um, to doing different activities, and then... Um, Shit, you made me forget my point because I, <laughs> I was still kind of laughing at you. But the point I'm making is that basically uh, he was saying that he was this real person in the beginning. And you were saying and doing all this stuff. And now it's like, well, I, I was still myself. I was, do, I was being a version of myself by just telling shocking stories to be entertaining. And it's like, well, which one do we believe? Do we believe this or do we believe that? Do we believe the apologies then? Do we believe the blockings? Or do we believe the apologies now or the blockings and uh, ignoring ignoring us then? It's like you, you flipped flopped. He had a chance to, and now he's he at this time where you're talking like 2018, 2019, he's building his brand beyond YouTube. This man was dibbling and dabbling and shit that were, were with big corporations. So it's like, was he apologizing because he was really sorry? Or was he apologizing because he knew that his name was about to be worth a lot of money? And these corporations, the one thing they don't want to fuck with is scandal. So they need you to clear up shit and controversies really quick if you want to still be on their payroll. Mm -hmm. I think one of the biggest shifts was his documentaries where he works with Tana Mojo, Jake Paul, and Jeffree Star, kind of giving these people a redemption arc. Yeah, and what the fuck did they need one for? <laughs> I believe it was a YouTuber, Smokey Glow, where she says it's funny that he gave all these white people a redemption arc 
who have all been known to say the N-word or racist was, in the past. I was just about to say, yeah, they, right before you finish, I was like, they did all say that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. All, all the, and he, bro, side note, side note. I just been thinking about it. I just been thinking about it. What is so addicting to white people in the N-word? I don't know what it is. The forbidden that fruit. They, that they just fucking, it's like, if they say nigga, they just, whoo, just get a little flurry inside. <laughs> I just don't understand. Is it like seasonal? And it's not all people? white people. <laughs> I'm just talking about these privileged white yeah. people who are really rich and just feel like they can do and say anything and apologize and they'll be forgiven. And most likely you will be. Like Tana, like Jake Paul, the Paul brothers, actually, and Jeffree Star. And I don't think it's just white people either. I see a lot of Hispanics. <laughs> Hispanics say it too. <laughs> like, if you're Afro Latin, maybe, like, you know, that's yeah, a discussion maybe. in yeah. house. But, like, I, you know, I have HL complexion. I, I'm very white passing. I don't go around saying that word. Yeah, but and, to be fair, I was just saying white people because if you notice, how many people of color besides his, uh, Besides the black woman that uh, he was using to make fun of black people, he doesn't work with a lot of people of color. No. It's it's, it's all snow in there. <laughs> but I, was actually, I was actually thinking I was looking at two different people when looking at his earlier clips mm -hmm. and now his most recent clips. But one of the huge shifts in Shane's videos when he collabs with Jeffree Star. He is now entering into this beauty guru world. Yes. Which at the time was really popping off. He mm -hmm. teams up with Jeffree Star, he's making documentaries, and they come out with a makeup palette called Conspiracy. So these two huge YouTuber, YouTubers in their own right, and Shane is moving over to the makeup world, this beauty world. It was a big deal. Mm -hmm. And some people view his whole beauty guru era as a cash grab. And that is possible. It that definitely he was, just was. In it for the money. Because before this and after this, Shane doesn't really seem that interested in makeup. Nope. He don't so, seem to get readies with me. No. He didn't do no <laughs> shows. He didn't put on no photo shoots. He barely wore blush. So Smokey Glow and D'Angelo Wallace is where I got a lot of my information for from this episode. Love D'Angelo Wallace. Okay, where well, he actually took down his episode. On he took Shane. down the Shane thing? Yeah, because it was like before James Charles' whole allegations again. So I think that's why he took it down because he was kind of going softer on James Charles. Mm. That, that's what it said in the comments. I don't know. But, <laughs> but <laughs> D'Angelo Wallace says something very interesting in that that he has, and this is a fact appeared more times in blackface than he has done makeup. <laughs> but of course. Of course. Like, it was like, he's going to um, show, do these documentaries with these troubled, these troubled stars and ask the hard-hitting questions. But it was all softball. And he was all friends uh -huh. with them. And then you get to Jeffrey. And it wasn't even like, I'm going to talk about the good and the bad, it was just like, yeah, some bad shit happened. Now show me all your expensive items in your big house and your car. 
oh, crazy. After this documentary came two weeks later, all of a sudden we have a make. This was never in the works. It, yeah. was just, yeah, it was all a stunt. And they both knew that they could benefit from it. So let's set the scene. Tati Ooh. Westbrook releases her video, by Sister, in May 10, 2019. Yes. To, to get more of that information, we do have a James Charles, Charles episode out. But very briefly, we're going to over what was about. She throws James under the bus for promoting a competing brand. Tati also had allegations of James being inappropriate with young guys. This was a huge downturn in James's career before the next round of allegations came out. And for a brief time, James was working on a come-up, which we covered more in the James Charles episode. People following the beauty community are suspecting that Jeffree Star and Shane Dawson were pulling the strings behind everything. The fallout from the video worked in their favor, and Jeffree allegedly had texted James saying, I know you've been talking about me, Tati and Shane, and some other people have told me. I've been a great friend to you, and yada, yada, yada. Mm. It's just crazy because... These are all people in their 30s, and James, while disgusting, was only 20 at this time. Mm-hmm. So, June 20th, 2020, Shane talks that he is leaving the beauty community. It's... Which was crazy the way he announced it. <laughs> like, bitch, you, you just re- released some some makeup palettes. You, were you really in it? <laughs> yeah, it's a really long statement, but pretty much saying... The beauty community is toxic, and he is not built that way, and he still supports Jeffree Star, but the rest are just so toxic and talk behind each other's back. While he did not plan the buy sister video about James Charles, he knew about it, but would not tell James before it came out for reasons James knows that they have talked about privately. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> While he doesn't think James is a devil, he does think he was a young, egocentric, power-hungry guru who needed to be served a slice of humble pie the size of the fucking Empire State Building. Got Shane, Shane, the phone's <laughs> ringing because the call's coming from inside the house. <laughs> but it does seem that James has grown since the by sister. And that statement goes on and on and on, but that's the gist. And he gets some pushback from fans of the beauty community and releases another <laughs> statement saying James did not deserve hate, but it was a good thing for James Charles to be humbled. And it could have happened off camera, but it played out the way it did. And it went too far and should never happen again. Oh so God. he deletes both statements and then tweets out on June 21st, 2020. I deleted everything. I'm done. For those who wanted me to address it, I did. I'm sure you can find it reposted somewhere. But I don't want this energy in my life or on my timeline. I'm too sensitive for this shit, and I'm done. People, mainly in the beauty community, were not having it. Shane's talking about toxic people and throwing these stones and serving out humble pie. Mm-hmm. And people are about like, well, what about blackface? Mm-hmm. So his blackface comes to the surface again. again. While Shane has deleted some of the videos the first time around, he didn't delete most of them, because this time he really starts purging all his older videos also you know, they think uh, that they, he put them on private or unlisted or, or something like that yeah he's deleting them he's privating them also up until this point you could still buy shanae merch from shane dawson not up until this point you really <laughs> in 2020 in 2020 oh my god this man should have been this man should have been cut just for that <laughs> 2020 shanae Bitch, his, what? his 
Blackface videos and the use of the N-word were already known to a lot of people, but during the summer of 2020, the summer of cancellations, the summer that had claimed Abby Lee Miller and Leah Michelle's careers, it was coming for Shane. Fucking <laughs> <And> Leah Michelle. <laughs> I'm shitting your wig. Uh, Abby. <laughs> besides those videos resurfacing another video from 10 years ago of shane and his old girlfriend lisa uh, reappears and they are very crudely giving his 12 year old cousin a conversation about the birds and the bees oh yeah this was terrible they are also asking her if she's on her period or has had her period yet and i i the video's not out there. It's very hard to find. And it's just them being very inappropriate with her about sex and she's 12. Yeah. If these, if I don't want to get into it, but if you didn't know that that was so-and-so's cousin and this wasn't videotaped and whatever, you would have thought that they were trying to fucking kidnap that child. Yeah. And I think one point that it was in D'Angelo video, it does show like, Lisa say, oh, and then you put, like, she has a peep, the candy peep. Mm-hmm. Like, she puts it up her own dress. She's like, oh, you just put it up there like this. And she's like, I, I don't know. It's like she's trying to tell her, oh, show us how you would do it or something like that. It's it's very weird. It's very disgusting. Yeah, that bitch had to put out a statement like, oh, I, I know she was pissed. She thought all that, she thought she put all her bad stuff behind her when she broke up with Shane. Psych, bitch, you still did some weird shit that got exposed. You can come down here, too. Answer for your crimes. So, June 26th, Shane decides to put out an apology video called Taking Accountability. Again, he apologizes for blackface and saying the N-word. He talks about the cousin and says he saw it later and apologized to his aunt. And his aunt was like, oh, what are you talking about? It was funny. That's just how our family is. So, he didn't think he had to apologize for it, but he realizes that he did need to apologize for it. And then he apologizes to James saying the note was written in anger and he wants to move on. And if you have a triple apology about three separate things, past and present, it might be mm-hmm. time to hang up the towel. I'm you know, saying. As your career, dead, Ghostbuster. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, there's more. Get into on it. O- on Omedal. Shane had videos telling young girls to twerk for the camera as a joke, of course. Yeah, joke. And so he put out that apology video and more stuff just keeps coming out. People are finding more and more things. And he only addressed those three things. So, you know, it's like, like, it's, it's getting worse. So June 27th, a video of Shane simulating masturbation to a picture of an 11-year-old Willow Smith resurfaces. Jaden and Jada Pinkett Smith both release statements in a form of tweets saying it was unacceptable. And Jada saying, quote, to Shane Dawson, I'm done with its uses. And this is no longer just Twitter news or YouTube news. This is now national news. You have these big celebrities, Jada Pinkett Smith. Jaden Smith. Yeah. I was like, you know, it's, it's not fun to revel on somebody's downfall. But when I saw that on Twitter, I was like, finally, somebody <laughs> I, finally got this fake nigga off. <laughs> I think that's why it, 
had to be the perfect storm for this to work. It had to be the beauty community turning on him. It had to be the bestiality coming up. It had to be the blackface coming up and these pedophilia allegations coming up that it was to finally put his career in the grave. Yeah, and, but kind of. Yeah. <laughs> but when you were saying communities, you said the beauty community and the other two say the bestiality <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hold up. Hold up. <laughs> so, Shane is really shook. He's panicking. He's privating all his videos. He's deleting some. But mm -hmm. he's not quick enough. He's deleting them and more and more clips of him being some way inappropriate keep popping up. They was ripping them bitches fast as hell <laughs> off there. Multiple videos of him French kissing his dogs pop Whoa, up. Whoa, I didn't know that part. Yeah, it's disgusting like i i get if you like dogs in the mouth mouth yeah i get if you let your dog lick your face whatever but he is sticking his tongue down <gasps> the dogs no. like they're licking each other no oh shame he's putting shame. his face in their private areas like region oh shame he wrote in his book i hate my selfie and this is just a line really without any context because that's how he it was written in there quote i was mid-story about one incident during which my dog licked my butthole while i was masturbating and i didn't push him away come on we've all been there you know how people do jokes and but it's really they just try to see how far they can go how how, how much they can get away with <laughs> yeah, yeah it sounds like he had he actually has a problem with animals but people and he was broadcasting it on the internet and people were just letting it go because how the hell were there public videos at one point in time on his channel about French kissing his dog, showing him French kissing his dog and and putting his head in their privates. And nobody thought that this man should not have a channel. I, I In addition to all the terrible blackface and all the terrible uh, child sexual abuse jokes, in the cat. Yeah. It, it just it just keeps adding more and more and more and more. I don't want to say it, but I'm thinking that Shane likes the animals, if you know what I mean. Uh huh. And, and I don't even want to be like that, but that's too far. Like you that's, ain't. I'm. You are never doing that and saying, "Ha ha, that's a joke." It's I, a joke, edgy. I with. <laughs> I would. <laughs> Never. Do you not know what a joke is? It's just I'm just trying to picture me or anybody in my family oh. putting their head next to an animal's genitals and saying, funny, right? <laughs> just no. Bitch, get some help. And you know, these videos are all throughout the years, but he had he got his YouTube channel like around 20 years old. So he he knew better. It's not like this is this fucking five-year-old kid doing it. He's, you know, an adult. He's a grown-ass man. Gosh. So. Animal control. Take his, <laughs> take his pets. Take them. This man is nasty. He, there should be like a, like you, there's like a, um you know, the predator list. There needs to be an animal predator list and he needs to be on top of that. 
he has kissed a 12 year old fan on the lips who she did ask for it, but especially what? his youngest. <laughs> She, she did ask for it. The twelve-year-old. The twelve-year-old asked for a kiss on the lips. He did it, but and where was the parent days. too? Okay, she came out and she said that her mom had a disability and was like had to wait behind somewhere, and so the mom wasn't there, but she was in the crowd. <sighs> but especially in these younger days, I don't know what his fan base is, but, you know, back then it was 12-year-old girls, and he's made jokes about kissing multiple 12-year-old fans. And this is how everything is written off with Shane. It was a joke. That was a joke. This was a joke. It's, you know, it's not my humor. It's not a joke. It's yeah. not, I don't want to, I'm not, I don't want to say it because ain't nobody came out. Ain't no allegations. It, there's no no case to be had, but this man got some bodies in his basement. <laughs> a few more. There's so much that I don't feel like I can include all of them, but a few more things that came out. Um, he had a tiny chat or a daily booth. Um, do you know what a daily booth is? It's a booth you go to daily. <laughs> Pretty much. So it was kind of like Instagram, but you posted a photo and then people can reply with comments or they could reply with the photo. Simple enough. And on there, he would ask his underage fans to send him photos. Photos uh-huh. of them acting like they were giving a blowjob, acting like they were giving birth, acting like they are in a porn, a photo of their feet, a photo of their crotch. On Tiny Chat, a group of 12 to 16 year olds had a group and they were Shane Dawson stands and he would come on there and have them twerk again in a joking manner. Okay, I mean, I'm gonna just say it. Um, Shane Dawson's sick. I don't even care if this was in the past. You ain't just grown out of that behavior. If he ain't in therapy, he should get into some therapy. When you put all that stuff together, I mean, let's just even take out the racist stuff. <laughs> he has, I mean, because honestly, you know what's crazy? Racism at the bottom list. Yeah. <laughs> The the things he's saying about children, the things he was apparently jokingly doing to children and his pets. How is watching a 12-year-old twerk a joke? I'm just I'm just speechless, honestly. That's why I keep stuttering. Stutter, stutter, <laughs> stutter. I just don't know what the fuck to say because this shit is I mean, I already knew my feelings on Shane Dawson, which are if 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 I wasn't on the podcast, I if it was just me and you talking, I I plain as day say what I feel about him. But I'm gonna just say this man is sick. Uh, he needs help. Uh, it's disgusting. If Shane really had any pure intentions on moving forward and having a clean slate, or at least not getting caught up in this bullshit, like if he had a grain of sense, his dumbass would have in 2010 or 2014 when he made his first apology. He would have not been so greedy. He would have deleted all the videos off of his page, except for his current conspiracy theory mukbangs. And then he would have just flourished from then on. But he didn't want to recognize his previous behavior. He still wanted to keep revenue on his old ass, high rated, viewed, uh, shitty skits. And he also wanted to have carte blanche to do whatever 
he wanted with his fans as well say whatever he wanted to his fans because he was joking and it was never serious but in it's all serious. It's all nasty. It's all inappropriate. And he should have been called out. Some of these things I heard about over time, and that's why I didn't like Shane Dawson. But some of these things that you're saying, I had never heard of. And they are disgusting. They are crazy. Before and this, I knew there was a cat story. I did not know what it was about. And I knew about the Willow Smith thing. That's all I knew. Yeah. Um, I, I knew about the the weird ass niece video and i knew about the willow smith thing because i was on twitter when the jada smith and jaden smith thing happened um and i of course knew about his character uh caricatures of uh pocs in his skits but um these acts that he uh, said about these pets and you kissing 12 year old uh fans and joking about it and asking them to do weird things on the internet on it uh, on one of the most like bottom basement fucking talk about trying to find a handy j for three dollars omegle like one of the worst websites ever and you're getting little children on there so the thing also this might be off topic but omegle is not a site that children should be on first no it's it's literally built for sex whether video chats sexting uh all that stuff that's what that that shit's built for it's not built for meeting new friends okay (laughs) so not only you have these uh children on this age inappropriate website they're now going to go on that website frequently without even regarding you this is now a website that they will go to and it just looks like they will be finding trouble because they're just acting as themselves they they don't know exactly what they're getting into they just followed shane dawson they thought it was cool so they get back on it uh-huh. and who knows who they meet or talk to after that so june 30th 2020 tati makes the video no more lies Without even finishing the video, he goes on Instagram Live, watching yep. the video, and is just shouting and pacing oh around. <laughs> Got seen and pretty much losing it. Rylan, Shane's current boyfriend or fiance, they're engaged now, is like, tells him to get, get off Instagram Live. And yes. <laughs> Shane does. But at this point, I think it said like a million people had saw the video. And then, you know, they're screen recording it, they're sharing it, mm-hmm. they're and I think Shane's career was already damaged without this live, but it sure as hell doesn't help. It sure as hell did not help. So can this all be joked away? These what he calls jokes of racism, bestiality, and pedophilia. I do not think so. I think him and his fan base are trying to trying to make it seem that way um, by, you know, leaving for a certain amount of time and then coming back like everything is a-okay. But no, these are serious things that he did. And people are always on this forgive and forget thing. But it's like, yeah, let's forgive and then let's not forget. And let's also strip you of your platform because everything you had was a privilege that you obviously abused and you don't deserve it anymore. 
I'm a you're big, forgiven. I'm a big person for a statue of limitations, like with Trissy Teden type of thing, where she hadn't done in a while. I think she could be forgiven. Sure, but her supposed but, crime was nowhere near. This. Exactly. I think with this, it's too much. I, at first, that was my thing. Oh, he hadn't he hadn't said any. While well, I was learning more and more. I was, he hadn't, you know, he hadn't done blackface in a while. He he hadn't said the N-word in a while. Maybe he did learn. Like, Your fucking standards are low, bro. <laughs> because I, I feel like so many people are, don't leave room for growth. And I'm always saying people can grow. I don't, I don't think Shane's one of them. No, I, I agree. I, I think the whole still making money off Shanae merch kind of prove that he's all about the money and he's all about optics um, and I, was, I was trying to think maybe he was saying this stuff because to stay relevant but i don't think what that's what it was either i don't know what he did i think at the core is, is shane needs help i do too. psychological help and he also shouldn't be on the internet anymore influencing people or being able to uh uh grow his wealth or his audience you don't deserve that after the things and antics that you pulled uh it's, but i also i can recognize that you may need help and that you're troubled and that you went through bad things in your life but also feel like you you should still there's consequences to your actions like yeah yeah. All three of Shane's YouTube channels have been demonetized. He has made his comeback to YouTube, first appearing in other people's YouTube videos, his fiance Ryland's podcast, mm -hmm. and then slowly posting on his own. Mm -hmm. Now he seems to have started a podcast on May 4th, 2022, so like a month ago, with his fiance Ryland, his brother Jared, and the cameraman Chris, simply called the Shane Dawson podcast. His episodes seem to be breaking the 1 million viewer mark. So I think people are ready to accept him back. Or they don't care. Or they think it was so long ago, it doesn't matter. That's the excuse people uh, will use. But I just think it's too severe uh, for me to support anything. And if I feel like it and I see it, I'm a shit on anything he does. And I don't <laughs> give a fuck how anybody feels about it. Some of these celebrities, some of these YouTubers, some of these influencers get to um, be terrible people or terrible fucking and still overwhelmingly get to keep uh, their their audience and their money and their support and so if you get to do that i get to be petty and other people get to be petty and call you a shitty person on the internet and it may be bullying but it also may be you just getting an empire state building slice of humble pie mm -hmm. that's what he needs humble pie uh, i did watch his Recent podcast, I watched all, I believe, four episodes, and I think yesterday, that's all I watched was Shane Dawson's content. And I know your brain is aching. <laughs> okay, some of it is interesting, like conspiracy theories and all that, but I just don't think Shane has it. I listen to all these indie podcasters, all these other podcasters, mainstream and indie, and they just have such a better personality, uh, je ne sais quoi, that he does not. 
I mean, I don't ever, I don't, I don't know what made Shane popular in the first place, but I think he's just coasting off his name by this point because he's not done anything spectacular. He hasn't done anything warranting any like, oh my gosh, he's talented. He's so creative in mind. Like he left for a long time and then he came back doing the same shit on but very much watered down because his ass is fucking scared to death of having to leave the internet again. I just don't know if... Well, yeah, there is people doing conspiracy theories out there. I don't know why people like them. I I guess his videos are edited well. I think that's the only thing I can say. He was the biggest, big one of the biggest YouTubers doing it at first. Now he's not. And people are starting to notice that his conspiracy conspiracy theories are either now um, in the in in the present time either too out there or another version of something they've already heard from somebody else. Because yeah. now he doesn't have that on lock either. Like I said he's no. posting on his name and his brand that has already been built, and that will, and for them sick ass sick ass fans who are waiting on his ass to come back, and it apparently worked. Um, and then you have another half of people who feel like this is a car crash again just waiting to happen so of course i'm going to tune in and listen and watch to watch everything that he's doing just to see if he slips up or says something weird again and you know what the opposite of a stan is opposite of a stan no Uh it's opposite an anti i feel a lot of these youtubers trisha paytas david dobrik shane dawson have these huge antis if you go to their Reddit page where it's supposed to be talking about the show. It's just their fans or anti because just people who hate watch them mm-hmm. just shitting on them. Like if you go to the Reddit of Shane Dawson, it's just everyone's shit talking him. Like this, it's it's not popular. So I think people get into this thing where they tune in because they hate them so much. Like if you, there's certain celebrities, Trisha Paytas being one of them. Definitely I think she's Trisha one of the best Paytas. examples. Yep. Um. Shane Dawson's former best friend. And Mm -hmm. if you go down her comments, a lot of it is people just commenting, sometimes the same people over and over and over again, commenting, oh, I hate you. You're the worst human being. How can you get away with this? And it's like, you are giving them views because you hate them so much that you just have to tune in. Yeah, I don't think I hate anybody that much, but I definitely have seen people who do that. And that and that's also like, bitch, that's too much too. That's too much. Yeah, it gives some views. Yes, you're just encouraging them. You're literally feeding you're it's like how um who the uh Tinkerbell needs like applause or whoever needed applause. Oh yeah. Like the hateration still fuels them and gives them life too, bitch. You're not you're not stopping no show. You know, I've never seen like Tinkerbell or whatever, but I saw the office with Nellie and she's like, You guys have to believe in me. Yes. <laughs> no. Okay, unpopular opinion. Nellie's probably my second favorite character on that show. You know what? I haven't seen all the Nellie episodes because I still haven't watched every episode in the last season. But I, I do like Nellie. Uh-huh. Um, I wouldn't say she's one of the fave characters, but she's she's hilarious. Uh, she's not my second. She's maybe fourth. Oh, that's too high up there. Because mm. it's Kelly, then Jan, then Holly, then Nellie. 
I love the uh, I, I love the women centric. Come on, girl power. Girl power, yeah. Kelly, the top of the list. Business <laughs> <laughs> bitch. I, I feel if I was a character from The Office, I'd be Kelly. Oh my gosh. But we do like to end every episode on a positive note with some form of media we want to discuss, we want to talk about, or we want to explore a little more. Would you like to go first or shall I? I'll go first, get it over with. Okay, get it over with. All right, so um, the world's been in shambles, and I think, uh, you know, I've been back and forth uh, about if I were going to talk about anything that's happened in these last few weeks, and I've decided not to. No, we're not going to. Um, because this is stuff we got to deal with in real life, and I don't think the podcast is the best place to talk about some of these issues that would delve into deeper issues. So I was going to keep it light and seeing how this is Shane Dawson and he came from YouTube. I thought, well, YouTube's been a part of my life for a long ass time since what I was maybe 12 or 13. Um, Sorry, this is the first song, basically the first video I've ever watched on YouTube. So um, the first time I ever got on YouTube, I was at my grandparents' house on my grandmother's laptop. Uh, I used to do that frequently. And um, I just remember like seeing the YouTube homepage, not having an account. And um, for some reason, like I made an account. And as soon as I made the account on my uh, homepage, there was like a song called Cigarette by Jeremy Fisher. Now I have no idea why I clicked on this. Uh, video but it did and it's um this guy just well actually it's like a, a animated claymation type of cigarette video with a real woman in there and you know the lyrics in the song are basically just talking about how cigarettes can be addicting or you know what a cigarette represents in your life uh that it's also addicting but it also gives you relief and relaxes and that it'll always be there for you <laughs> Um, one of the was some of the lyrics are like, I'll be your cigarette, light me up and get on with it. I'll be hard to forget, good or bad. I'm just a habit. And I think it's, you know, it's a cigarette, but it's also a metaphor for like relationships and stuff like that as well. And I was only like 13 when I heard the song. So did it really resonate with me? No, but still loved it a lot. And I listened to it throughout the years. Um both because I think it's a de- it's a decent song. Uh, I haven't heard much from this man ever. <laughs> I don't know if this was a hit or he, if he ever had a hit, but um, I've just always loved the song and I've just kept it with me. And uh, good song, but I've also listened to it for so long because it's just nostalgic as it being my first YouTube video. And I just love I get on YouTube to this day I watch so many different things to so many different creators and so many favorites so I don't know I love it I'll definitely be listening to that song yeah tell me what you think about the video and the song or if anybody's ever heard this song before (laughs) or this man Jeremy Fisher off of the top of my head you know what I think my first music video on YouTube was oh what was it a Lady Gaga no okay what Love is Blind by Eve. That is fucking crazy random for you. (laughs) How was your first video, Eve? (laughs) 
I love I, it though. I still love that song. It's a it's a very strong song. It's a good song. It's not my favorite Eve song, but that is hilarious that that's your first your first YouTube video. Oh, come on, Paul Prince. <laughs> it, yeah, it's. I just remember the video being like so grainy because you know they didn't have what's it called nowadays. Or they have the music videos, the but... HDs and all the fancy tricks and all that. Yeah, it was just like so draining. Like maybe someone recorded it and put it on there. Yeah, you know what is so, and it's so stupid. I don't even know what. And this is so random. But my favorite comment on YouTube videos where the um, the quality is bad is when somebody's like, "Damn, somebody shot this with a potato." <laughs> I don't know why that makes okay. me laugh, but it's like it's so shitty because I'm like shot this with a with a Texas instrument calculator. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I guess lowbrow humor. Yeah. Oh, also side note: second video was the OK Go treadmill video. I was obsessed with that too. Okay, I wasn't obsessed with that, but I know that was like one of my first ones too because it was just popular. Oh, there it goes. Oh, okay. Your turn. Not really a fan of that song. I'm, it's okay. It's a okay. It's, yeah, it's not like I'm not the video is what makes it exactly. I'm not about to cue this up all the time, but I'd watch the video every once in a while. Yeah, I think my media for this week is going to be the Disney Plus show WandaVision. Ah, WandaVision starts off, it's Wanda. And it's Vision, and it's like an old-timey sitcom. It starts off, I think the first two episodes are black and white, and then mm -hmm. it kind of goes through the decades, and you're trying to figure out, like, what's going on in this town, and why is Wanda there? You know, she's a, she's a Avenger. Why is she playing house? Mm -hmm. And Vision was supposed to be dead, so why is he there? And I went in without really watching the Avenger movie, so I had to, like, kind of backtrack and, like, watch some of the Avenger movies to figure out, like, Stuff that I missed. And it's really good. I think Wanda's my favorite character. And I just saw Doctor Strange 2 this week. And it was amazing. Dang. Well, I'm happy for you. And I, <laughs> I really love how they do on WandaVision. Like, they use all these tropes from old sitcoms. Like, I think it ends with Wanda acting like the mom for modern family so it's like you know it starts like from the 50s it goes all the way to recent times really uh every, no one's explained it to me like that but i have only heard good things about wandavision but that I, I one of the reasons that i didn't decide to watch was because i heard like she's a part of the mcu and i was like well bitch i ain't the last one i watched is black panther and the one i watched before that was iron man the first one That's so I don't that's know. How, that's how I was. I saw Black Panther and I saw the Iron Mans when they came out before like the MCU was a huge thing. And so I had to watch Avengers Age of Ultron. And then I had to watch... I watched clips on one so I didn't have to watch the whole movie. Yeah, then, I got time for that. Yeah, but if this is good as you're saying, I kind of like that. I, I like a little time travel, catching up. It's adapting. so good. It's like, a, it's like a mystery. You're like, what's going on? Like, what is happening here? Interesting. And, oh, and oh, Elizabeth Olsen, Mary Kate and Ashley's sister. Mm -hmm. She's a superior Olsen. Yeah, I, I, I think the reason I love it is because she's such an amazing actress on there. 
Yeah, she's. I think she's my favorite Olsen. I, and I used to actually really like Mary-Kate and Ashley. But, you know, huh. they dropped out the spotlight. And she came into it at the right time. She separated herself and started doing things that they never did with their careers. And it's like, you don't really even consider her to be a part of that. You just consider her like her own actor. Because she, they don't. The Mary Kate and Ashley, they they don't do anything that uh, Elizabeth does as far as movies or TV. Yeah, I knew she had to say last name, and I'm like, oh, wouldn't that be funny if they were siblings? And then when mm-hmm. I found out they were, I was like, oh my god. <laughs> also, I was here for the. I never watched a, a show, a episode of my life, but when they were doing the vision memes, where they was giving him fucking do rags and Timberlands and stud earrings, that shit was so funny. <laughs> I it, it's it's such a good show. I loved all the memes. I I really loved Doctor Strange too, just because Wanda's in it a lot. See, I ain't never seen none of the Doctor Stranges. I didn't see Doctor Strange one. Oh, but you just said fuck it. I'm, I'm gonna watch. This I'm one. going for Wanda. You're you're good at doing that. I can't do that. Like I I have to. I feel like I have to watch something from the beginning, or I can't just jump into it. No, it's it's. If it doesn't have anything to do with Wanda, like, I don't care. Oh, the other reason that made me want to start watching WandaVision is because I started seeing Katherine Hahn. I love Katherine Hahn. Oh, my God. I have her Funko Pop. Oh, my gosh. She's great. Yeah. And, <laughs> okay, this is stupid. <laughs> but in Doctor Strange 2, there's a scene, and I don't know why, but it, it made me tear up. And it's not like any of the sad scenes. Oh, really? What was it? It was like a happy scene that made you feel overwhelmingly joyful? It was her about to fight someone. (laughs) I'm like, Wanda, you deserve this. You just deserve to kick some ass right now. Oh, my gosh. You were hilariously (laughs) not tearful for violence. Yeah, that's... If people have seen I don't want to give any spoilers because it's still kind of a new movie. But she... Doctor Strange dies. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But Wanda is like about to attack this place and she's like you know this is me being reasonable and this is your last warning and i'm like oh my god she has been through so much to get here (laughs) (laughs) it's yeah it's such a it was amazing i really liked it and i'm I'm not a huge mcu fan so Mm -hmm. you know what i need right now a banana flambe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but that is everything we have <laughs> for this episode. That's um, such a sad moment. <laughs> I don't know why you even brought that up. I'm sorry. It's just in my head because I'm thinking about you tearing up. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. Like, I feel like. <laughs> Two years ago, I could not cry or open up for anything. And now that I open the valve, it's like I tear up for everything. Oh, dang. And I don't even be seeing you. Next time you cry, take a picture. Send it to me. (laughs) (laughs) But that is our episode. Please, if you liked it, rate us five stars. Leave a review. I do want to give a special shout out to Trisha. I saw that she left us reviews everywhere, pretty much. And she was on... Good Paul's leaving us reviews, so thank you so much. It oh, really yeah, she did say something about that. Yes, thank you, Trisha. 
No, that really made my day. Like she, she gave her opinion on a lot of the episodes on the reviews. Like, oh my god, thank oh, you she so did? much. Yeah. She gave opinions. I, I got signed out a good pod, so I have to find my password. <laughs> you have to. I saw in. on. I, I think it was on the Roseanne one. She was like, "I'm with Katrina." Hashtag Roseanne apologist. <laughs> <laughs> They were so great. But please leave us a review. Leave us a rating. If you want to reach out to us, our Instagram is Savior Sorry, spelled just like the podcast. If you want to write us a media, write us a suggestion on who to do, or really any reason to get in contact with us, please send us an email at SaviorSorry at gmail.com. And if you want to get our Twitter, that's Savior Sorry, but the your is spelled you are. So save, you are sorry. It's been wonderful. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. You are. You are sorry. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's been wonderful. Bye. See ya.